Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Friday, and we're here with the wrestling wrap-up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. For today goes, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 stories we're going to talk about. So we've got 10 things we're going to bring to you today. We're going to... This is going to be a tough one, but we're going to talk about everything we know pertaining to the passing of Jay Briscoe from the news breaking Tuesday, the ROH tribute show Wednesday, and being there live. All the news that the police have given as far as the car accident itself, updates on the family, and so forth. So we will try to do our best to give you all the information that we have learned over the last three days, I want to say. We're also going to talk about the Royal Rumble. We're going to talk about The Rock, Naomi. Last night, the SmackDown venue, Little Caesars Arena, had to be evacuated. Oh, crap, and so much more. Because, again, this is the wrestling wrap-up. Mondays and Fridays, roughly 11 to 11.30 a.m. Pacific. We bring you all the latest news in pro wrestling that you may or may not have heard about yet, but give you a little more context on those stories. We do it live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. Then you can watch or listen later, whether that's youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Breaking news, though, that starting next Monday, we may be going back to our old method of live on both Twitch and YouTube at the same time. I have to do a little reading over the weekend as far as the Twitch contract I have. Because I've seen a lot more doing both again. So I have to see if I'm able to do both. And if so, starting Monday with the Raw 30 show or the Raw XXX. We live on both Twitch and YouTube. I keep saying Twitch and Twitter for some reason. Or I wanted to say Twitch and Twitter. With Twitch and YouTube, we may be doing the whole live on both again starting next Monday. So I will keep you guys informed on all of that. Probably not Monday morning because I'm going to take most of Monday. I'm going to email some people at Twitch just to double check as well. And I may not get those emails back in time Monday morning. But the goal, the plan would be for the raw preview or the raw review to possibly be the first one that we do back live on both. We did the experiment on Twitch. It actually did help out a lot revenue wise. Made a lot more off live streams than we would have. But now I'm trying to see if I could still get that same deal. But also be live on, on YouTube for the people that want to watch live over there as well. Because I know there's people that, I, trust me, I get the messages every week. Why are you only live on Twitch? I don't do Twitch. Twitch don't work right for me. I don't like to. I get it. Some people just don't like all different kinds of platforms. But with that, if you are watching live on Twitch right now, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below. Or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games. And they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. I do want to say thanks to Esports Gaming Rules 316 for their Tier 1 subscription today. Really do appreciate that. They've subscribed for six, no, 
That's an upside down six. That's a nine. Nine months. I got confused because it said six minutes ago. They said, well, there goes Rock vs. Roman at WrestleMania 39 in Hollywood. Maybe. Correct. Maybe. We're going to talk about all that coming up here in just a little bit. But remember, if you are watching live on YouTube or watching later on YouTube, not live yet, later on YouTube, whether that is just a YouTube video or if it's a YouTube premiere, you can help us out over there by hitting the join button and becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. With that subscription as a member or over at patreon.com forward slash Unlimited, you're going to get some cool things over the next couple of weeks. You're going to get two graphics packages. You're going to get our new AEW Dynamite graphics package. And then the following week, so next week we'll do our Dynamite graphics stuff. Those videos and, and files and everything will go out. Then the following week, our Royal Rumble graphics packages, tutorials and speed arts and all that will go out as well. So that should be really fun for all of you. And also remember, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming one of the free games or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, use our code PWUnlimited at checkout and you will be supporting us at no extra cost to you. Only takes, what, 20, 30 seconds, if even that, to put in the code. Again, that's P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. Or if it's not even an actual purchase, you're just claiming the free game. Do it. Put in the code. Claim the game. And you help us and don't have to spend anything. Again, if you're claiming the free game, put in code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D at checkout. And you'll be supporting us. Right now, the free game is Epistory. And then starting next week, because the games go, they change the games up every Thursday. Starting next week is Adios. Epis, Epistory is live and free right now. And then next week, Adios. But with that, as far as the news does go, the first thing we're going to talk about is the tragedy that happened this Tuesday in the passing of Jay briscoe we first got word tuesday night that 38 year old jay briscoe had passed away aew owner and no aew president gm booker and ring of honor owner tony khan actually broke the news online as he stated the following in a tweet sent out sadly jammin Pugh has passed away Known to fans as Jay Briscoe, he was a star in ROH for over 20 years, from the first show until today. Jay and his brother Mark dominated ROH, reigning as champions to this day. We'll do whatever we can to support his family. Rest in peace, Jammin. Then Mike Johnson of PW Insider reported that he was hearing that Briscoe may have passed away in a car accident, but everything he was saying at that moment was preliminary as they didn't really have all the details. So we did eventually learn that night that he did pass away in a car accident. We heard that there were four people involved in the car accident, but at that time, Tuesday night, we didn't know how many vehicles were actually involved in the accident. All we knew, four people, two passed away, one was a child, and yeah, then the following day, 
We actually got word from the Detroit State and the Detroit State Police stating the following. The Detroit State Police are investigating a fatal accident that occurred in Laurel late yesterday afternoon that resulted in a death of two people. On, Jan on January 17th, sorry about that, 2023, at approximately 5.09 p.m., a 2019 Chevy Silverado was traveling westbound on Laurel Road, just west of Goose Nest Road. At the same time, a 2016 Chevrolet Silverado 2500 was traveling eastbound on Laurel Road in the same vicinity. For unknown reasons, the driver of the Silverado 1500 pickup truck failed to remain in her lane, crossed the center line, and entered the eastbound lane of Laurel Road directly in the path of the Silverado 2500. This resulted in a head-on collision between the two pickup trucks in the eastbound lane. The driver of the Silverado 1500, identified as 27-year-old Lilian, Lilian Trehan of Frankfurt, Delaware, was wearing her seatbelt. The driver of the Silverado 2500, identified as 38-year-old Jamin Pugh of Laurel, Delaware, was not wearing his seatbelt. Both drivers were pronounced dead at the scene. The two passengers in Pugh's pickup truck, identified as his 12-year-old daughter and his 9-year-old daughter, were both properly restrained. Both girls were taken by ambulance to an area hospital and were admitted in critical condition. It was also stated later that they do not believe that alcohol was involved in the crash. No vehicle, uh, as far as either vehicle involved. The roadway was closed for approximately four hours while the scene was being investigated and cleared. We hear that news and we get all of that and it's like, wow, okay, that's, that's tough. We then hear some things about how one of the daughters may have needed back surgery because of her injuries. And it's like, wow, okay, so this, this is more serious. And Jericho, Chris Jericho even sent out a tweet saying that this is worse than anybody knows. And we'll get back to the daughters as family friends gave an update yesterday on the daughters. So I go to Dynamite on Wednesday. And we're watching AEW Dark, and it's random AEW Dark. None of these matches matter. None of these matches care. And then Tony Khan comes out. Thanks to the fans for being there. Says, hey, don't forget, we're doing Rampage afterwards, so don't leave after Dynamite. But after Rampage, don't leave a either. Because we're going to film something very special to a lot of people here. But I can't tell you everything on that yet. we got to get to Dynamite. Because Dynamite was just starting. Yeah, like two minutes to tell us that. And so I'm trying to find out. I'm like, well, what is this extra special thing? Is it, It's got to be a, a Jay Briscoe thing. It's got to be something for Jay. And so about 15 minutes later, Tony Khan does send out a tweet stating that they will be filming a Jay Briscoe Ring of Honor celebration tribute show. The show itself will be free for everybody to watch on both Honor Club and the Ring of Honor YouTube channel. Again, he reiterated multiple times that this is going to be something that they're going to put up for free for everybody to watch. Now, I'm not going to go into full spoilers here in case anybody doesn't want to be spoiled. But I will say it was a good time as far as... And I'm not trying to say, like, I had fun during all that. No, a good time as far as, like, you could tell the wrestlers there really wanted to do it you could tell the wrestlers there it meant a lot to them adam cole actually came out and spoke and basically said if there was no jay briscoe there would be no adam cole 
I would not be able to be in the position I am in right now or have been in for the last however many years because I wasn't confident in myself. He showed me the how to be confident in myself and this and that and all different kinds of things Adam Cole did say. Uh, there was also a touching moment before the show. I don't know if this is going to be on the broadcast or not, but Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman also spoke about Jay Briscoe and everybody kept hammering the point of family man, family man would do anything for and loves his family. And Ian Riccoboni said like, we'd get done with the show and the first thing he would say is, Where's the quickest way for me to get back home to my family? What's the quickest way for me to get home? Do I drive? Do I gotta get a flight? Where's that flight? You know, it was always about, all right, work's over, back to the family. And he was integral in a lot of things with his family and his community in Laurel, Texas, as Thursday, no, Wednesday, I want to say. Wednesday, it was Wednesday the school board actually made a notion to close all schools in the district for a day of mourning, and then they reopened yesterday. So I will say that the main event of that tribute show was Claudio Castagnoli defending the Ring of Honor Championship against Christopher Daniels, Fallen Angel. Both spoke afterwards, and Claudio actually closed out the entire night of tapings by just saying, and everybody, please make sure you drive home safe. Also, going back to Tuesday for a second, we had learned that there was a segment on NXT with the New Day that actually got changed. So originally, the New Day were set to do a funeral of the pretty, it was like a funeral to Pretty Deadly's title shot. And when they heard about Jay Briscoe, the New Day, Kofi Kings and Xavier Woods, along with Shawn Michaels, came to the agreements of, we can't do a funeral segment. No. We're just going to change it to a talking segment, a promo, and a little brawl. Shawn Michaels also made the note and had the foresight to have Vic Joseph on live TV be like, hey, we just got the word. Pro wrestler Jay Briscoe has passed away tonight, and we here at the WWE want to send our deepest condolences to his fans and family and friends and stuff. So that was great of WWE. They didn't have to do that part. Like, not doing the funeral segment. 100% the right call. Acknowledging it on TV, also a great call. Did WWE have to do that? No. Jay Briscoe never worked in WWE. Now, we have also learned that there is a fundraiser, and a memorial fundraiser, up for him and his family right now that has gone past the goal. The goal was $200,000. Last I checked... And I can check again right now. So it's gone up since last I checked. It's now at $221,419. 2,204 people have donated. I know the Young Bucks each, Matt and Nick, donated $10,000. Jericho donated stuff. And so as far as the daughters do go, though, a friend of the Briscoes family has provided a crucial update on both daughters on a Facebook Live on Thursday stating, quote, currently the girls are stable, but they are both, but they both have a very long road of recovery ahead of them. This is a tough one to read, so bear with me. Gracie 12, 
when she was originally, when she originally got to Nanticoke, which is the hospital, she couldn't feel anything from the waist down. She was diagnosed with an L2 dislocation and an L3 and L4 fracture in her back with compression on her spinal cord. After, uh, after Nanticoke got her stabilized, they transferred her to another hospital and she got feeling back in her thighs, but nothing lower than her knee. She was taken straight to, from an MRI and surgery on Wednesday morning around 3 a.m. The doctor was able to relieve the compression on the spinal cord and surgery went as well as expected. When you have trauma to your spinal cord, it is a waiting game. With the swelling and trauma, you have to wait. She still has feeling in her thighs, but no movement as of yet. Gracie had tingling in her feet on and off today. Her progress will be a day-to-day basis for months to come. She is bruised up pretty badly, but at this time, no other injuries have been diagnosed. Jaylee was diagnosed with an open tibia and fibia fracture at Nanticoke, where she underwent surgery. They placed an external fix, fix, fixator, fixator on and set her back to the hospital. She has been diagnosed with a C7 fracture in her neck and has been placed in a neck brace, which she will be in for six weeks. She also has an L3 and L4 fracture in her back, which can be managed with a back brace for about 12 weeks. She has a right clavicle fracture from the seatbelt as well as a broken rib on the right side. She has a small left pneumothermax, which is the air between the lung and the chest wall, not inside the lung. They are just monitoring that as it's not large enough for intervention at this point, which is a blessing. Today, she was diagnosed with a performated bowel with free fluid in her abdomen. She had some internal bleeding in her stomach area. They knew about it, and they were watching it, and today they were able to pinpoint it and find out where it was. That surgery went awesome. They got in there and got the bleeding under control and got her on the mend. She went on to the OR for that today. They did a bowel resection, which means they took a little bit of it out. Nothing. Noting that is a long ter- that will have long-term effects. While she was down there, the orthopedics decided to do another washout of her lung, of her leg, and some manipulation to the bones for better, uh, for better alignment. She still has external fixator in place, and they placed an NG tube down her nose to decompress her stomach. She will take it out tomorrow, and this will allow her to eat. So, yeah. I really don't know much more to say. The girls are, again, like they said, doing as well as they can due to the circumstances. It sounds like all the surgeries have gone well, so that is really, really, really good to hear. So as far as the Ring of Honor tribute show, many people asked, why did you do it like that and not just make Dynamite a full tribute show? Well, according to Dave Meltzer, that was not allowed that Warner Brothers Media would not allow them to pay any tributes on Dynamite, really, to Jay Briscoe outside of the graphic at the beginning of the show. And at the end, Excalibur once again stating, you know, Jay Briscoe's family is in our thoughts and prayers and this and that, and a bunch of wrestlers wearing Jay armbands. And we've also learned that AEW tried many times 
with Warner Brothers Discovery to get Jay Briscoe and the Briscoes on television. We have learned that at All Out, it was not originally supposed to be Wardlow and, excuse me, Wardlow and FTR against the Motor City Machine Guns and Jay Lethal. That was supposed to be the Briscoes. But they brought in the Motor City Machine Guns after the Briscoes couldn't be. So basically what happened was, if you think about it, they probably could have used the Briscoes at the pay-per-view because they, even though the shows are ran on Bleacher Report, they've been allowed to use them on the Ring of Honor pay-per-views. But Tony Khan's feeling was that they wouldn't have been able to actually do any sort of build for the match that's when they ended up bringing in the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban instead. It was said that Tony Khan tried multiple times to get the Briscoes on television and tried in every freaking way he could and just kept getting the no. 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 Dave Meltzer wrote the following. We were told that Tony Khan did all he could for Jay Briscoe at the show and it seemed his hands were tied in that. Meltzer also had stated that there were times when the Briscoes were brought in to Dynamites with the hopes of, all right, they're here. Let me try one more time. No, they still said no. So they went to a few episodes of Dynamite. I don't know how many, but at least one, if not more. And we're told, hey, we're going to try to put you on the show. No guarantees. As far as the Ring of Honor tribute show itself, we do not know exactly when that will be up on Honor Club or the Ring of Honor YouTube channel. But Tony Khan did state that the goal is to get it up as soon as possible. So if we do hear anything further on the passing of Jay Briscoe, Jammin' Pugh, we will have it for you right here. And everything we're hearing is this man was beloved. Yes, he said something wrong online. We've all done it. We've all said something wrong online and we've learned from it. And that's the thing that I've heard from or not personally said to me, but seen a lot of people say, yes, Jay knew he said something wrong and immediately learned from it and wanted to learn from it and kept learning from it. So, I mean, right around the time that happened, there was an offer for them to go to WWE. In 2009, those two, Mark and Jay Briscoe, were set to go to WWE. And WWE pulled the offer. I don't know if they would have gone. It sounded like they were interested, like highly, very, really interested. But WWE ultimately pulled the offer. Also, we here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited want to send our condolences to the entire family, all the love that we can and the prayers. Because not only did he pass away this week, Next week's going to be really hard on the family because his birthday's next Wednesday. He would have been 39 years old. And speaking of birthdays, Mark Briscoe, his brother, who was a year younger than him, his birthday was Thursday. No, his birthday was Wednesday the 18th, the day after he passed. So I can only imagine being like, oh, man, what are we going to do for my birthday? What are we going to do for my birthday this week? Like days before and then get this news and have this happen and be like, yeah, my birthday doesn't freaking matter anymore. So, again, we are Pro Wrestling Limited. We want to send out our deepest, deepest condolences to all the friends, family, and fans of Jam and Pew, better known as Jay Briscoe. 
But as we move forward here, we're going to talk some WWE news, more specifically some stuff that impact the Royal Rumble. Maybe? Yes? No? We'll start with Cody Rhodes. So, according to, and there's two parts to this, which, yeah, I'm just going to lump it all into one. So, actually, let me pull up this other. All right. So, we'll start talking Cody Rhodes. So, yesterday, WrestleVotes sent out a tweet that stated, quote, as to source the reasoning behind Cody's Rumble return being announced as opposed to a surprise. Source said it's twofold. One being that nearly everybody expected it to happen already. And two, source states they are, quote, more than pleased with the other surprises that are lined up. So, basically, what they're saying is, oh, yeah, we've got more surprises than just Cody and his return in the Rumble. So, then Dave Meltzer writes in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and this is something we've already heard kind of from Fightful, but there's a tiny bit more here to it. He states that Rhodes has been training in Orlando to get ready, which we knew. Fightful had previously reported that he trained at the Performance Center with Carmelo Hayes and Joe Gacy. But Meltzer would then go on to state something interesting. We were told that he was not cleared as of when his name was announced, but the fact it was announced tells me it's just a formality. So basically, with him not being cleared at the time of the announcement means two things. A, they knew he was going to be fine. He just maybe needed to go see one more doctor to get that final check, like check mark on his to-do list of getting cleared. And so they just said, screw it, we're going to announce it now because we know the doctor is going to sign off. And I'm out of water. So basically... What Meltzer is saying is, no, Cody didn't get the final clearance yet, but he will get it before the Rumble. So that's everything we know with Cody Rhodes. Then we have some interesting news pertaining to Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and how this could also tie into the Royal Rumble. Dave Meltzer stated the following in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Those close to the situation have noted WWE coming out with new Rock merchandise, but said that it's more related to the 30th anniversary of Raw than anything. Meltzer would then go on to discuss the plans of The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, stating, quote, We're told that unless he changes his mind in the next few days since a deadline for Mania plans is coming, that he's indicated he won't have time to get into the kind of shape he feels he needs to be in to do a main event match with Roman Reigns, but kept the door open for something in the future. Of course, it's possible that it's something being kept a secret from everyone. WWE has always had a backup direction this year, given that they were aware Johnson was not a sure thing for some time. And as time went on, he didn't agree. They felt the likelihood had lessened. I don't know that he's officially turned it down, but only indications is but the only indications is that it was considered less likely than it was a few months ago. So there we go. Looks like they're not getting the confirmation they would want from Johnson and his team as far as The Rock confirming or not that he will work the match with Roman Reigns this year at WrestleMania 39. 
We don't know exactly what that means. And, and Meltzer even said, maybe I'm being swerved. Maybe other people are being swerved, not being told the correct things. So we'll see where this leads to, but there is the possibility because everyone thought, oh, Rock shows up at Rumble and we set everything up for Roman Rock. Well, if Rock doesn't feel like, and, and I've seen a lot of people since Meltzer reported this in The Observer. What do you mean not in shape? Rock's always in shape. Look at that man in the gym. I've been told by plenty of pro wrestlers in the past, there is a difference of being always in shape and being in ring shape. There's a difference in always being in the gym, always being jacked out and stuff, and a difference of I've been training to take bumps. I've been training to give bumps. I've been training to do moves and this and that. So we'll see where this all leads to, but as of right now, the likelihood of The Rock wrestling at WrestleMania seems to have dipped a little, but it's still not a for sure no. It's still not a for sure no. Now speaking of somebody that is expected to possibly return sometime soon, we got a little bit of news pertaining to, well, Naomi. It's Fightful. Reported the following yesterday. Naomi, also known as Trinity Fatu, hasn't wrestled since May when she walked out of WWE Raw and, a, and was suspended. Fightful has learned a little bit more about her status and how things have went down. Fightful sources have long claimed that not only was Naomi's contract close to expiring at the time of the walkout, but that both sides seemed excited to extend the deal. Specifically, Fightful was told that Naomi was likely headed for the biggest money contract of her career before things got derailed by the situation back in May that led to she and Sasha Banks walking out. There were sources in the fall who claimed that Trinity maintained positive contact with WWE, though we haven't been able to verify that, as it was kept close to the vest, if so. In light of the bloodline acknowledgement ceremony, many are asking about her status. One WWE higher-up that we spoke to also claimed that there had been contact between the two sides and that they're, quote, confident Naomi will be in WWE again. The higher-up did not provide a timetable. Last week on Monday Night Raw, we saw Solo Sokoa and Rhea Ripley go face-to-face, and now everyone's like, oh, Bloodline's got a Rhea problem. Bloodline needs to do something about Rhea, but Solo can't touch her. Oh, wait. Naomi could. Naomi could. That's why people think that Naomi could be returning next week because not only do they have the bloodline acknowledgement ceremony where the Usos said every generation of the bloodline will be here, but Usos are defending their tag titles, so maybe they need Trin or Naomi to be in their corner just in case Rhea tries to get involved because we've seen it before, Rhea helping Judgment Day. So it's the same thing we've heard for months now, basically last two months. Oh yeah, we expect Naomi to be back. Oh, yeah, she's been in contact. Oh, no, we don't know when. So, it is and isn't a story at this moment. What is the story, though, is that the venue that will hold SmackDown tonight, the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, well, it had to be evacuated last night due to an ammonia leak as the Detroit News reported the following. Little Caesars Arena in downtown Detroit was evacuated after an ammonia leak in the building, city officials said. The incident was reported in the venue's basement around 3.15 p.m., said James Harris, the Detroit, Fire, uh, the Detroit Fire Department Chief of Communication Relations and Public Information Officer. Firefighters, hazmat specialists, and medics responded to the scene. Two men believed to be in their 20s who had been near the leak suffered chemical burns, Harris said. 
Both were transported to Detroit Receiving Hospital with minor injuries. Other details, including what caused the leak, were not released. The leak was contained by us, Harris said from the scene. Little Caesars Arena did their due diligence. They went into action, and the situation will be mitigated shortly. Arena representatives did not immediately respond to a request for comment. No events were scheduled at the venue on Thursday night yet. WWE SmackDown is slated for Friday, according to the website. So yes, SmackDown will be in the Little Caesars Arena tonight. And we haven't heard anything on if this ammonia leak is changing that. WWE hasn't said anything. Nobody that I know, because I know one person going to the show, they haven't heard anything as far as getting any sort of a notification on a change. So it looks like everything was taken care of. And I hope everything is good to go for SmackDown tonight. Again, we haven't seen or heard any changes. And I would assume since it happened yesterday afternoon, they worked all night to get everything mitigated and taken care of. But as we move forward, I'll talk about the tag team title situation in WWE. As we've learned recently by watching Raw SmackDown, that they're not quote-unquote just for sure splitting the belts up, but they're treating the Usos as one team with two different belts. Unlike Roman, who's being treated as one man with one belt-ish. According to Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, he did write the following. The idea right now on the tag team front is that there are two sets of belts. The Usos are champions, but that Raw and SmackDown, their belts are different. This is a new Paul Levesque move, and it does allow the Usos to lose one set of the belts, yet keep the other. It was explained to me that the hope is to make fans think it's more likely somebody beats them from one, for one set of the belts. Now, I've said this for the last couple of weeks now. They shouldn't lose either, but I do like that they're acknowledging that they have two different titles, that they have Raw tag titles, and they have SmackDown tag titles. So, I mean, it's okay to defend both at the same time. Cool, whatever. But I'm so happy now that they're treating them as two different belts. Now, again, Meltzer stated that the hopes is to make fans think that they can get beat. I don't think they should. I don't think they will, at least not before WrestleMania, if everything we're hearing is true, that they will be challenged by Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. I don't think they should lose until then. If they lose at WrestleMania, awesome, that's the right call. If they don't, I still don't think they should lose. Like, if they're to beat Kevin Owens and Sami, cool, whatever. But if they lose at least once, then that's kind of like, mm, is it really that big of a deal that they're beating the Usos? Because the Usos just lost like a month ago. We'll see where it goes. Maybe Judgment Day beats them. Excuse me. Maybe Judgment Day beats them for the titles on Monday's Raw. We do know that starting tonight, there's going to be a tag team tournament to determine the new tag team number one contenders on SmackDown. Which is interesting that WWE is not advertising that on their website right now because we do know the match taking place tonight. Yet, oh no, they are acknowledging it now. For some reason, I didn't see it earlier. And we'll talk about SmackDown for tonight as we get going later here at the end of the show. Um, but one thing that I was asked about a lot this week has to do with the WWE Network and indie promotions airing on the WWE Network. And we have a little more info on that as it seems like different promotions 
have different contracts with WWE as far as their content does go. It's not like all indie promotions are just whoop, swoop, gone. Dave Meltzer wrote it in the... So let, let me go back first. On January 17th, it was revealed that independent wrestling content would be discontinued on the WWE Network from both Progress and ICW. This then led to fans thinking if all independent uh, independent content would be pulled, but that's not the case as of right now, as Dave Meltzer wrote the following. I'm going to butcher this name. SEO Young said that their content will remain on Peacock and the WWE Network, saying that the Progress and ICW deals are different in terms of their contracts. So there we go. IC or WXW will still remain on the WWE Network and Peacock, but Progress and ICW are being pulled. Now, we don't know if they're being pulled for now and then they're working work a new deal to get back on there or if they're just being pulled for good and they're not eventually going to work a new deal to get back on there. That we don't know, but we do know that different indie companies do have different deals with WWE, and so that's why... Again, Progress and ICW are being pulled, but not WXW right now. Could WXW eventually get pulled? For sure, yeah. Could Progress and ICW get put back on there? 100% if they come to a new deal. But as right now, it's getting pulled. And the final news story we do have to talk about. It's a little quick one. CM Punk. Everyone always asked, what's going on with Punk? Well, nothing can really go on with Punk for at least a couple more months as he's still recovering from injury as Dave Meltzer wrote the following on Punk's status in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter. We're still months away from when Tony Khan will have to make a call regarding Punk. It's not the easiest call because of all that happened, but Punk was a ratings draw, and ratings are weaker than before, generally, even if there's positive house show movement. Right now, from the Punk side, the belief is that Tony Khan has put Punk on ice for now, as there are no ideas to use him that have been presented, but no talk at all of late to release him either. So with that, basically it's, we ain't got to do nothing until you're cleared from your injury. Then we'll make the decision of, do we keep you or do we send you away? Do we let you go? Do we release you? Do we get out of this deal? Right now there is really no update other than they're waiting out the injury. I know there was a, a recent Report, I can't remember, I think it might have been from Meltzer, basically stating that hopefully once Punk is cleared, that maybe fences could be mended and all could be better. And then he could just return with no problems, no issues, no gruff. But that we will continue to follow the story of CM Punk, his status with AEW, his injury recovery, and if anything comes of it, and win. Because something is going to come of it. It's either he's cleared from injury and he's back in AEW. Or he's cleared from injury, and AEW's letting him go. So there's going to be some sort of an end game here, whether it's he's staying or he's going. But with that, guys, that's got that's everything I've got here for the wrestling wrap-up. That's going to wrap up the wrap-up, as I usually say. Tonight is Friday Night SmackDown. We'll be live right here on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, talking about that whole show as well. Two things have so far been announced for tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. Let's pull that up on the screen just to show you guys right here so first off we do know that there will be a contract signing ahead of the royal rumble the match the universal wwe undisputed heavyweight championship kevin owens and roman reigns also a tag team tournament 
will kick off tonight as the team of Sheamus and Drew McIntyre will be taking on the Viking Raiders in a first-round matchup. The winners of this tournament will ultimately challenge the Usos at a later date. We don't know when, but at a later date for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. With that, guys, that's everything we got for you today. I want to say thank you for everybody that watched live, twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited, or everybody that watched or listened later, whether that's youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Twitter, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. With that, guys, I'll see you back here tonight for SmackDown. Have a great night. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys. Maybe maybe I do a Rampage review since I was there, even though I already talked it on Wednesday. We'll play it by ear. We'll play it by ear.